Get ready this morning. Um, my wife would would have loved to have been here. She stayed back. We were. Um, we were blessed uh, during the pandemic. We were given a property in Brownsville, Texas, a church property and a church building. And so we started a church there. So right now we will fly between Mexico and the United States. She's preaching there this morning. We have an English service and a Spanish service. And so God gave us a debt-free property with building and all. And I'm telling you, let me tell you how things come around. I was a little boy in that church. When I was a youngster, I was under those pews. <laughs> My grandfather helped build that church. And uh, the pastor who was pastoring it, she said, every time I prayed, your face would come up. And so uh, she, we had a meeting and she turn it over to you, and you take it on from here. And so we started Fire to the Nation's Church in Brownsville, Texas. Uh, it'll be two years in December. Amen. So uh, we're, we're having fun. Amen. When you think you're going to slow down, God says we're going to accelerate. Amen. And we're in a acceleration process here in the body of Christ. Amen. What would take 10 years is now taking two months. Amen. What was taking years to do is now being done in less time because the spirit of the Lord is upon us. He has anointed us. Hallelujah. He has anointed this church. It is so good to be in a place where the spirit of the Lord has liberty. Amen. They, they haven't relegated him out to a back room. If you're interested in the Holy Ghost, you can go through that really narrow door over there and there'll be somebody over there that's going to share about the Holy... No, he gets to stay in the room. Hallelujah. He gets to stay with us. He gets to have free reign in here. And you know what the Bible says, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. And so today, you just... You grab a hold. When, when the word hits your heart, just grab a hold of it. Amen? Hallelujah. There is an individual anointing, and there is a corporal anointing. And today, every one of us as individuals have brought our individual anointing into this house. But let's just put it together this morning and let the corporal anointing, let that corporate body of Christ anointing just begin to move in our midst here. As, as the young lady was singing, she was doing such a wonderful job. But you know what? He says, I inhabit the praises of my people. He's in here. He's inhabiting the praises of his people. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the anointing this morning. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about the anointing because it is the anointing. You know, you can go like pastor said, you can go to many, you know, you, you can go to many churches. You can hear good preaching. You can now, you can now hear uh, artificial intelligence preaching, you know. Yeah, they've, all, they've already done it. It's already being done. Artificial intelligence, preaching. But there's one ingredient missing to that. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. The anointing is the presence of God. The anointing is the manifest presence of God somewhere. The anointing is God coming down in a place. The anointing is God doing what can't be done with counseling. The anointing is God doing something that is impossible for men. The anointing is God coming into your life and, and taking it out. I have a friend and, uh, in, in uh, Bastrop, Texas. I love what he said. He said, the anointing is like a special forces unit. 
The anointing is like a special forces unit. Amen? Amen. So some of you got on right now. He's going to talk about special forces. Hallelujah. No, the anointing is a special forces unit that goes into your life and searches out everything that does not belong to God and obliterates it. Hallelujah. And takes it out. Hallelujah. And so this morning, tell your neighbor the anointing is going to touch your life. The anointing is going to heal you. The anointing is going to speak to you. The anointing is going to give you direction. The anointing is going to give you instructions. The anointing is going to give you revelation. The anointing, hallelujah, and it's not just any anointing. It's the God anointing. It's the God of heaven and earth, hallelujah. His power, His power. In Isaiah 10, 27, it says, and it shall come to pass that day that the burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I was in Huchitan, Oaxaca. Uh, do, do, I, do I have to stay up here? <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> See, you got to ask the pastor because you know, this is not my church. But I, I was in Huchitan, Oaxaca, and I saw a yoke. It's an implement that is put between two oxen. And I saw it on the wall of the church. And that yoke had got termites in it. And the yoke had been broken. And so they tried to put a piece of metal with screws in it to keep it together, but you can't keep a broken yoke together. Because the force of those animals will bend it, will break it. it and so the enemy has, has built yokes to put on families. The enemy has built yokes to put on children. The enemy has built yokes to destroy the lives of people, to control the lives of people, to run them into the ground yoked. But you know what? I have good news for you this morning. Hallelujah. The anointing breaks the yoke and removes the burden. Hallelujah. The anointing, the anointing of God breaks the yoke and it removes the burden. It'll remove move. Hallelujah. It breaks. When you break something, you can't put it back together. Hallelujah. When you, when you break something, hallelujah. When it's just like said, Jesus, for this reason was the son of man revealed that he would destroy. Hallelujah. You can't put something back that's been destroyed. Amen. Some of you are like looking at me. You cannot put something back that's been destroyed, amen? And when you come in here, you run the risk of yokes that have held you back, yokes that have kept you in bondage, yokes that have kept you sick, yokes that have kept you in poverty, yokes that have kept you in a condition that is not in a parallel with the Word of God. And I'm telling you today that God is looking for people that will just say, yes, Lord, yes, do it in me. Yes, Lord, touch my life. Yes, Lord, transform my life. I am tired of living under the yoke. I am tired of li living held back. Uh, there is a freedom. There is a freedom in Christ. There is a freedom in Jesus Christ. 
the anointing. It's there for the church. But you know, the anointing will set you free, but the anointing will set you out to set people free. Hallelujah. The anointing will set you free. When, when Oral Roberts was dying of tuberculosis, he was, take, he was taken to this tent meeting. He couldn't even get out of the car. He couldn't even get out of the car. They had, his sister and, and brother-in-law made a bed in the back of that car, and they laid him in there. He was dying. He was a bag of bones and spitting up blood, but they took him somewhere where the anointing was alive. Hallelujah. They took him to a tent meeting where the preacher believed in the Holy Ghost and in the power of God. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part Parts of the earth, hallelujah, that would be, where are we, Chandler or where, Gilbert, huh? Mesa, Arizona, <laughs> hallelujah, to the ends of the earth, hallelujah, and so he's laying there in the back, the, the, they go in and ask the preacher, you know, this guy must have been a real, a, a good, good preacher, humble man, you know, hallelujah. <laughs> Because a lot of preachers won't come out to the car. Bring him in here. And the, he went out of the tent and to where the car was. And he opened the back door. And he laid hands on Oral Roberts and prayed. Shut the door. They didn't even stay for the meeting. They can't get off. On his way home, the anointing was working. The anointing healed Brother Oral Roberts, and gave him a call. You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm healing you, and you are taking this healing anointing to your generation. And he became one of the healing evangelists. The man that was dying, that's what the anointing does. The people that are dying, the people, people that are dying, they have a call. They have giftings. They have abilities that God has given to them. But the devil wants to put a yoke. The devil wants to keep you bound. The devil wants you to keep you stagnant. The devil wants you to not fulfill the plan of God for your life. But I've got good news for you. There is an anointing in this house. Hallelujah. There is a love for the anointing in this house many times as you come in hallelujah I was listening to my wife this morning preach the early services so good to be in a different time zone and uh, we, we lived a, I pastored a church in, in Mexico for 20 years called Palabra de Vida Church your pastor does listen to the Lord sometimes Palabra de Vida Church Anyway, we pastored there, and in the 90s, we hit a gusher in the Holy Ghost, an anointing. We attended some meetings in Fort Worth, Texas, under Pastor Bob Nichols' church, Calvary Cathedral, and there was a, a man about my age, an uh, African, preaching there, Rodney Howard Brown. God used him to bring a revival to Fort Worth, Texas. But that revival did not just affect Fort Worth, Texas. That revival affected Mexico. I'm telling you, the anointing will be transported by people. The anointing will be transported by people. 
the anointing. God needs people to transport the anointing. God needs you to transport the anointing. You come, you sit in here, you get refreshed, you get anointed, but it's not for you to feel good. It's not for you just to laugh. It's not for you just to cry. It's not just for you to feel good. It is for you to go out there and set the captives free. Hallelujah. The anointing has a purpose. The anointing has a purpose in your life. And that purpose is for you to be used. And every one of us, every one of us, God wants to use every one of us. You have a sphere of influence that no one else has. You know people that no one else knows. You have a reach or you have a reach into the life of, uh, lives of people that maybe no one else has. And God has anointed you by sitting in this place. You receive an anointing and you'll be surprised when you open your mouth and allow the Spirit of God to speak to people through you. You're going to say things you didn't know, think you knew. Hallelujah. You're going to say, where did that come from? I know where it came from. It came from the anointing. It came from the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. It came from the power of God that's inside of you. Hallelujah. I want you to put your hands in your midsection right here because the Holy Ghost lives. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. Hallelujah. He doesn't go and come. He doesn't stay there just for a while. He didn't, he didn't jump inside of you when you walk through the doors and when you walk out the doors, he jumps out and said, I'll see you Wednesday night. No, 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 no. He goes with you. He goes with you. He lives with you. He walks with you. He goes to work with you. He sleeps with you. Hallelujah. The other night I was woken up about three o'clock in the morning and scripture was coming up. Scripture. And I said, I better get up. I better take my own advice because I tell people sometimes during the night God will speak to you, give you a scripture. Always have a notepad or something. Have something you can make notes on because when you wake up in the morning, you're not going to remember anything. You're going to, you're just going to be thinking, what was that that I, what was that? And you go through the whole day, what was that? And if you get up when he speaks to you and write it down, you'll walk the whole day knowing what he spoke to you. Amen. 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 